Yeah, 17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. We go straight into our headline segment. And uh, ESCOM today confirming stage two load shedding will be implemented from today right through to 5 a.m. on Monday morning. This is a, as a result of a shortage of generation capacity following breakdowns of uh, two or more generating units uh, over the course of last night. And uh, yeah, uh, diesel also remaining a major concern exacerbated by an increase in the diesel price and supplies running low in some of the uh, diesel-fired uh, generators and turbines uh, and uh, yeah seems units at uh, um, much of the plant or much of the fleet I should rather say um, at uh, many of the plants uh, coming under a lot of strain and uh, joined this evening to tell us a bit more about this by Sikwanati uh, Manjancha he speaks on behalf of ESCOM. Good evening. Good evening sir and good evening to the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe just walk us through I guess um, what is the root cause of uh, this uh, signal here of stage two load shedding? Um, and of course, as always, generation capacity. But which specific, uh, I guess, plants in the fleet that ESCOM has are giving us all of this trouble? I want the, the general background first is that this being the now the second month uh, of the year where industry has fully returned from uh, from the uh, holiday season, from the uh, festive break, uh, we have seen now demand normalizing at the normal 29,000, 30,000 uh, level, which of course is a stretch for for ESCOM's uh, fleet, as, as as you know, and we have explained on on numerous occasions the status. So that, that that's the starting point. Uh, we have not had load shedding for the past two months due mainly to the low demand of the festive season. Mm. We are now back fully at work and, and, and demand has increased. The real... Uh, no, maybe, Skarati, be, no, no, wait, wait, wait. maybe before you, we move away from that point, I mean, I mean, I think the point you're making is that the resumption of industrial activity and people getting back into um, industry is what, I guess, is tripping up um, what is a constrained and limited supply. Now, I mean, are you suggesting that, I guess, the peak loads or sort of whatever loads there might be from industry is what is straining the system rather than maybe from residential consumers? The residential consumers are really a small part of the demand for electricity, as as, as should be the case in any normal society. Mm. It is industrial users that demand and use electricity. Now that we have industry fully back on, uh, we, 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 we are at that point where ESCOM will naturally, due to its uh, fragile uh, technology and, and infrastructure, will naturally struggle to, to supply Okay. All right. No, no. You, you can continue. Thank you. So we we are now at at, at at full load. Then, in addition to that, we have had this breakdown that we struggled with for most of last week, which culminated in ESCOM really using a lot of the emergency generation reserves, mm. uh, starting on uh, during the, the the past weekend, where we had to uh, the, 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 we started at about eleven. Uh, open cycle gas turbines which burn diesel uh, at a rate of about 650,000 rand per machine per hour 
I'm, I'm, I'm stating that uh, that, that amount uh, deliberately so that uh, people can 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 know that uh, how expensive it is to actually be generating electricity from diesel. But we do know that uh, load shedding is a lot more expensive than diesel for the, for the whole country. So we, we struggled with the, with the units that failed. There were at some point about uh, 10 generation units that went down during the, the past two weeks uh, outside of those that are already placed on maintenance. Uh, we, 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 we have uh, currently, uh, as we speak, or at least as when we published the statement in the morning and yesterday, we had four generation units that were still down uh, mm-hmm. on, on these breakdowns that amounted to just under 15,000 megawatts of capacity. Add to that the plant maintenance of 4,400 megawatts, you, you, you easily have uh, 19 1,500 megawatts of capacity that is not available uh, currently. What proportion, what proportion is that capacity of your entire installed ca- capability? We, we, we have uh, formerly uh, an installed capacity of 46,000 megawatts and we had just now under 20,000 out, out of action. So what, is that around half, just nearly half? Give that around 40, 45%. Okay. All right. Of total capacity, about 45% of total capacity. And these units uh, uh, at the Kusile power station, at Kendall power station, uh, we we have uh, Tutuka, uh, Vituba, Litabo, and Hrotley power station. Mm. So that's where where we have these major issues, particularly uh, at at Kusile, where this past week we really struggled uh, with, uh, with the generation units. If you will remember, there are three units that are already uh, complete at Kusile, mm. which are part now formally of the of the generation fleet. Uh, we connected during uh, the last week of December the fourth unit. It's not formally part of of the because it's still uh, going through tests. It's not formally part of the generation fleet, but we we had uh, all of these uh, the three that are working. We had them uh, down due to various faults, and and one of them yesterday kept uh, returning and tripping. Uh, it's still down at this point, and we are expecting to have that unit returned to service, uh, hopefully before the morning peak. I mean, that's a that's a recently built plant there, uh, Konati, and and I'm quite interested, I guess, in what explanations you're receiving from different stakeholders. Might be the engineers, might be the OEMs of the different components, be it the turbines, the generators, the you know, cooling systems or, or whatever. I mean, I don't know enough about the space. But what are the explanations that you're getting, especially for uh, the ones that are still being built? Because not all the units have come online for Gusile and Madupi. The, the, the starting point, Ayabama, is that uh, we, we previously communicated this starting in January 2020 that the design defects or the errors in the design and indeed in the building of the power station uh, necessitated that ESCOM, and this is both for Midupi and for uh, Kusile Power Station, the the, 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 the original equipment manufacturer, mm. ESCOM and the designers of the power station agreed uh, what the problems were and what the technical solutions were mm. uh, to, and what, what are those, to all of these units. What are those remedial 
action to uh, the, technical the, solution. The first point was that the, the, the boiler house was going to, uh, was, was needed to be lifted by at least 12 meters. Uh, and uh, the, the, the work to correcting the defects in, in the boiler uh, needed each generation unit, and there's 12 in the two power stations, uh, six at each. Each generation unit needed to be switched off for a period of 75 days for, for, for these corrections to be uh, to be worked through. One of those units at Kusile is mm. currently going through that process. Uh, Midupi is finished uh, with, with that correction process, of course, with the exception of Unit 4, which did uh, explode mm. uh, through, uh, in, uh, in September last year. So we have three units at, at Kusile that, that intermittently uh, keep returning to savings and, uh, and sleeping. And, and that each unit there takes down uh, with it uh, 720 megawatts of mm. capacity at a time. It's the, the, they are the largest single units after the, the 920 megawatts of the Kubrick power station. You mentioned Khrotflay earlier on. Uh, now, Khrotflay is one of these, uh, I guess, plants that were demothballed. So I assume it was mothballed at some stage, and you, you might want to explain to us what, what that is. Um, and now it's, I guess, back in service, and it's uh, sort of the, the site of many of the challenges that you're mentioning. Are there any other stations or, or you know, parts of the historic plant that ESCOM has had that in similar fashion have been mothballed that could be return to service in one of these RTS projects? I mean, it happened at Camden and Komati and at Hruetfle. Is there a possibility that there might be others that have been mothballed uh, that could be sort of dusted off and uh, uh, recommissioned? All those that could have been returned to say this, uh, this includes uh, indeed Camden, as you did mention, and Hruetfle, have already been returned. Uh, there are no plans that that we can go back to and say, let's dust this mission off and, and get it working again. The point uh, that, that you have mentioned, again, another important point about about Hruetfle, is the station was uh, started working and generating electricity in 1957. It should already have been retired about 10 years ago, mm. but due to the, the shortages uh, and, and constraints, we had to dust off that power station and extend its life by an additional 10 to 15 years. Now that period is coming to an end, and, and, and as we have already said, 1957, that gives you 65 years or 66 years this year for a machine that should have been retired at the age of 50. And it's not the only one in the ESCOM fleet to, to be way past its retirement age, but it's a machine that we have to rely on due to the fact that uh, South Africa does not have any other power stations to uh, to generate efficient electricity. Mm. Many South Africans are asking themselves, uh, there's been successive windows of um, renewable energy procurement um, and big question marks around when those are coming online. Uh, what's the timeline of getting that capacity online? And I guess the other big question is, will it be able to deal with... Um, the massive demand of the distribution and transmission network that you guys have? To answer the last question, Ayabama, uh, partly it will, but uh, all the measures that have been put in place so far to, to procure new capacity, uh, while great, they are insufficient. Uh, if you compare to the level of 
of demand there is. Mm. You compare to the to the infrastructure that is collapsing at ESCOM, and you 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 have to cater for 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 for, for a growing economy. All the measures that have been uh, that have been taken by the government, and we need to remind the listeners here uh, that by law in South Africa, only the the, the 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 government through the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy can make a decision about when and how much and by whom are power stations built. Uh, so all the measures that have been taken, and indeed there are measures, including the emergency uh, program that the, minist- uh, the Ministry of Mineral Resources and Energy embarked on, all of those will uh, procure now uh, an additional 2,000 megawatts. But ESCOM is on the record, and publicly ESCOM has been saying uh, since at least December 2019 that South Africa needs to build new power stations that are outside of the ESCOM fleet at a minimum of 4,000 megawatts. And the gap has, of course, now grown to between 4,000 and 6,000 megawatts. The, the, when you the say that, are those, are those coal-fired steam generators? Is that what you mean? Whatever the policy of the government is, the reality is we need new capacity that will bring about at least 4,000 megawatts of electricity. Whether that is the nuclear, that is the sun or coal-fired or any, any, any other base or any technology, mm. the government needs to make a decision and uh, uh, Konati, facilitate the building of those power stations. Konati, my, my question I don't think is technology agnostic because yes. you know the, the scale of what you're talking about is utility type scale. This is not a agglomeration of different projects what you're suggesting for replacement of the stuttering base load we currently have is that U.S. ESCOM are saying there's a need for new power stations to be built now I mean I, I'm not sure it's possible I guess to get that type of utility scale investment with certain types of technology so that's why I ask are we talking about power stations in the old mold uh, you know, in terms of what ESCOM always did, uh, which is what we saw in, uh, at uh, Medupi and Kosile, or are we talking about something entirely different? What is needed uh, to, to close the supply gap immediately is base load of uh, between four to 6,000. These, these are machines that you can rely on knowing that uh, you will switch on that, that unit uh, off or mm. on as and when you want. Now, the, industri- the Industrial Resources uh, Program of 2009, which is the, the, the IRP 2019, sorry, uh, of the government, makes provision for the, uh, for the construction of nuclear technology. It mm. makes provision for wind. It makes provision for even uh, coal. Uh, that is not implemented to the scale that it is required due to the, to the demand as we see it today. Mm. Mm. And and I guess, you know, the, the other challenge, Sikorat, uh, that many uh, South Africans uh, might be saying is that, look, you know, we have an economy that is nowhere near full steam capacity on the one hand, still dealing with a lot of scarring of productive activity from all of the lockdowns we had, all of the restrictions on mobility, all of the challenges from a healthcare perspective, workers effectively unwell. Um, you've got that, but you also have the fact that we're in summer now which is not where you often find peak demand for electricity. Is the suggestion being made by ESCOM here that um, as the economy rebounds uh, and that interfaces with the onset of winter, that 1,150 hours of load sharing that we saw in 2021 
might seem like a picnic. We, we, we definitely must say this frankly and tell the people of South Africa the truth. We, we will have more load shedding this year than we did last year. This is due to the fact that uh, there are are major projects that have to be overcome for us to, 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 uh, with the existing fleet that we have already said, is not reliable and is not able to deliver what we need immediately. Mm. For example, the Kuwait power station will only operate at half capacity for 10 months of the year due to, again, the necessary extension of the plant uh, to operate for another 20 years. That is an investment that will cost South Africa about 20 billion rand, but give the country another 1,800 megawatts of capacity over a period of 20 years. So it's the, it's the cheapest possible investment on reliable base load uh, that, that, that South Africa uh, can, can get at this point when we get the, the extension there. But it already takes down 900 megawatts of, of, of already constrained capacity. You then have uh, the, the explosion that we did experience last year at the Midupi power station, which took off another 700 megawatts. And that unit is only expected to return to service during August 2024. All of these things plus these breakdowns and the maintenance that ESCOM has, uh, needs to, to conduct, which ESCOM indeed is conducting, reduce available supply uh, immediately. And, and uh, that, uh, of course, then uh, in the short term means you will have more load shedding until you have those projects successfully delivered, which gives you room and, and, and more headroom for, uh, to, to deliver electricity more uh, reliably in the future. Just on Kuburg, um, I mean, when you talk about the extension, is that the extension to 2044? That is correct. Sir. The the license of the Kuburg power station, the current license, expires uh, at the 40th anniversary of the power station. That is in 2024. Uh, ESCOM has applied and has been in constant discussions with the national nuclear regulator with a view to extending the operating life by another 20 years. In other countries, nuclear power stations have already been extended to eight years of operating life. Uh, the, the, the cost of that investment is really a no-brainer and, 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 and uh, it's the cheapest power, that uh, the most efficient power that uh, South Africa can get should that license be extended. And as indeed, as the work is, is going on now, the steam generator is being replaced on, on, on Unit mm-hmm. 2. There are three steam generators on each unit, and that work will go on until uh, early or mid-April, where we will then be able to say that unit will now operate for another 20 years to 2044. You spoke about OCGTs earlier on. Um, and, I mean, if, if you're saying that we're going to be stuck with these plant failures for the foreseeable future. What are some of the hedging activities uh, that ESCOM is taking uh, to really manage some of the price risk that might be associated with uh, their purchases of diesel? I mean, if you know you're going to have to be buying diesel for your, uh, you know, gas turbines right up until, say, 2027, um, I mean, is there scope to lock in prices so that you don't have to deal with the volatility of uh, the prices or even any of the underlying factors that drive the diesel price? 
I don't know. I, I will not be able to give you any information on, 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 on whether there is any hedging activity on that, precisely because I had not prepared for that particular question at this point, so I did not obtain the information. But what I can tell you is that ESCOM buys the diesel directly from suppliers, mm. and they are not third parties. So it, it buys directly from refiners and gets uh, uh, to pay an average uh, discounted price. The discount is really small to what you and I pay. So you, you could say for certain that we are paying a market-related price for for diesel. But, but uh, my volumes are not the same as, as ESCOM's, Konati. That, that's correct. And that's I back, yeah, my fan in Alisa, Tengwa, ESCOM. That is correct. That is why I am talking about a discount on the market price. But it is a small discount uh, since the producers uh, do not have to beg uh, anyone to buy their diesel. We all want it. Mm. Look, I mean, I understand, I think, your, your comment saying, look, you, you might not have prepared for that question. But I raise it because I... For many of us, I guess there's a big question around whether or not that's a big material risk um, in, on the financial side of things. I mean, if we are to leave the operations just for a second, if indeed I, a lot of money is being burnt buying diesel, um, I mean, surely there's scope to make sure that you, you at least make that process as predictable as you can. Um, I mean, one upsurge in the price of diesel might have ESCOM in a bit of a tailspin and, and the country with it. You are absolutely correct. ESCOM runs the biggest treasury in this country, uh, I think even bigger than the, the, the Republic's national treasury. Uh, my colleagues would have uh, surely taken care of that because, one, there is a budget for, for diesel mm. and they have to protect that budget. I can make this commitment to you that we can make a topic on its own on whether ESCOM has actually hedged its, its, its future diesel expenses uh, and, and we can make uh, one of our officials available or even myself once I know uh, what the facts are. At this point, I would be making, uh, I would be purely speculating and you do not want that. Sure. Look, I think that would be really helpful and uh, if you can organize that, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, but also, want to know, I mean, how about um, in the bigger scheme of things. But, uh, Skonati, we're going to have to leave it there, Pudram. As always, a pleasure catching up with you. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I certainly hope one of these days we can talk in better circumstances. Because uh, I can give you a very short answer on the producers. These are the major refiners of diesel that supply vehicle fuel in South Africa. They are not at parties. Oh, okay. So it's the oil majors, basically. That's correct. Okay. All right. Klegas. As I said, I hope uh, one of these days we can speak under much, much better circumstances because Indeed. it seems Thanks every time, yeah, yeah, every time we have to speak to Sikonati Manchancha, uh, um, and as I said, I don't envy his job uh, because, I mean, you are the person uh, who ha sometimes has to be on the receiving end of his talk and all manner of other things because seemingly we can't keep the lights on. Uh, let's take this brief break. When we come back, let's see. Uh, Bunny Tim, a voice note.